It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on Football Full Circle, all a part of the Sports Grid Radio Network. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. That is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Week number three of the NFL regular season kicks off tonight in Santa Clara. It is Thursday night football between the San Francisco 49ers and the New York Giants. Lisi guys, a 10.5 point spread in favor of Sam Fran and over under working its way down ever so slightly, now standing at 43 and a half points. We will preview everything. Everybody needs to know for Thursday night football to kick off week number three. But, Lisey, we got a huge Saturday in college football on the horizon as well. Six ranked versus ranked games. Only the second time, Joe, we have had at least six ranked matchups on a single Saturday dating back to November of 2017. A ton to get to here, Joe, on FFC on this Thursday on Sports Grid Radio. Absolutely, and college football trumps the NFL yet again, Ben, with these games. I mean, I can't believe some of the start times for, like, Florida State and Clemson is a 12-noon kick. That's how loaded the the slate is for this coming weekend because we have Penn State, Iowa, Colorado, Oregon, UCLA, and Utah. I mean, unbelievable. Notre Dame and Ohio State in primetime. The list does go on and on, and obviously this is separation Saturday. We're going to start to really see which teams are for real in terms of, you know, their divisions and their conferences respectively. And this is a college football playoff potential eliminator for all six and 12 of these ball clubs. Yeah, absolutely so, Joe. Six ranked versus ranked games, and the fate of the ACC might be decided on Saturday as well as Florida State heads to Death Valley to take on Clemson. The Tigers, 26th, I guess you could say, in the country, Joe, just on the outside of the AP Top 25, but receiving the most votes outside of the Top 25 teams at this moment. We were one vote, one spot away, Lisi Guy, from the Clemson Tigers being ranked in the Top 25, and 
having seven ranked versus ranked matchups. It's something we've seen only a handful of times in the history of college football on a single Saturday. We welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here on Sirius XM, Channel 159. The Sirius XM audience joining us on the home for Sports Grid Radio. Again, that's Channel 159. All right, Lisa Guy, before we turn our attention to the beginning of week number three in the National Football League, we have to look back on a chaotic day for the Chicago Bears organization. Joe, as we were wrapping up the show yesterday, you weren't here, of course, doing your double duty on Pharrell coast to coast, but Scott Wetzel and I were literally reacting in live time, Joe, as the thread started about the comments made from Justin Fields when he said, Joe, why he's been feeling off and the way that he is playing, playing robotic as he coined it, not himself, not trusting his instincts, but all the information jammed into his head. He was asked, why are you playing? like that then Justin and he replied quote could be coaching Lisey he went back on those words later in the afternoon meeting with the media again by his locker at the conclusion of practice that was only part of the chaotic day in Chicago at Hallis Hall Alan Williams the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears handing in a letter of resignation yesterday Joe for what he is calling family personal and health reasons and that's what the Bears are going with as well there was a lot of scuttlebutt Lisey on social media about the potential stories of why Allen Williams was resigning as defensive coordinator for this Bears team. We're not going to delve too much, Joe, into the rumors that have been debunked, but still a wild day in the Windy City for the Bears only two weeks into this season. Yeah, great point. And how does it affect their road matchup against Kansas City and Pat Mahomes? 12.5 point dogs in the area of 13, 13.5 now in some books. So this is the mindset, right? This team is in disarray. They have a coach in Matt Eberflus that doesn't seem to have a handle of the team offensively and now defensively. And they have to really try and right the ship. Now, going back to Justin Fields, I've said it time and time again. I think he's absolutely right. I think Matt Eberflus, that offensive staff, have sort of handcuffed Justin Fields trying to force the square peg into the round hole. And again, if you're going to draft Justin Fields, you should draft him and put him in the, uh, the system that made him elite in terms of Columbus and Ohio State. We saw that with Jalen Hurts. We see it with Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. We see it with C.J. Stroud and all the, the positive right young quarterbacks in the league that have progressed. Yeah. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. They have been put into the similar situation that they excelled with in their college programs. Unfortunately for Chicago, they want him under center and they want to run the football first. And that's yeah. not really Justin Fields' game, is it? No, not at all. And he mentioned how he wanted to trust his instincts, believing in his ability, playing the quarterback position as he has with great success throughout his lifetime. Not so much yet in the National Football League. The worst winning percentage for any starting quarterback in the minimum of at least 25 starts currently in the NFL. And Joe, right now, the Chicago Bears have lost 12 consecutive games. They have given up at least 25 points to their opponent in each of the games on this 12-game slide. 
Now, I agree with Justin Fields. I also blame the coaching for the reason that he is struggling. I blame Luke Getze for not having an understanding of what Justin Fields does well and how to design an offensive scheme that highlights the best of his quarterback's ability. Joe, I'm very tired of the narrative that being a running quarterback or having the athletic ability to put defenses on their heels is somehow a detriment. Think about it very simply and logistically. If a defense has to prepare for an individual individual athlete that can both beat them through the air and on the ground that makes their life more difficult. Yes, the passing component needs to be there and so far there is criticism that Justin Fields deserves throughout his two plus NFL career year NFL career. But Joe, if you have the ability to beat a defense with a dynamic nature of playing quarterback, both using your arm and your legs, that should only be a positive. That should only be a benefit and yet it is still seem somewhat of a detriment around the NFL. I'm tired of that. You should incorporate the athlete you have playing quarterback to highlight the best of his abilities, and I think the Bears coaching staff has failed to do that so far now, entering year number three for Justin Fields. But with that being said, Joe, the quarterback, unlike any other position in maybe sports, but certainly in football, is looked at as the leader in a locker room, is looked at the person to take on that burden, to be the guy that individual success means team and franchise success as well. Fair or, or unfair, Joe, that is the quarterback position in the National Football League, and that's why when Justin Fields points fingers at others and casts a little bit of blame beyond himself, it ruffles some feathers and leaves people with a sour taste in their mouth. Well, yeah, absolutely, and you have to play better. I think there is some sort of accountability to Justin Fields. He has to make better reads. He has to make better throws, but there are high, you know, potential. There is a high potential. Go back to the touchdown with Chase Claypool, and in the beginning, the touchdown to G.J. Moore, there is potential, but he has to take accountability. He is yep. the leader in the face of that franchise. He needs to be able to handle this and still move forward and produce, and i, I got to be honest, I I think they're live this weekend in Arrowhead with all the negativity. Yeah, we'll continue to talk about a wild day for the Bears as an organization on 1920 Football Drive, otherwise known as Hallis Hall. Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Bears, spoke today as well. We'll update it up next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on FFC. It is Football Full Circle, all a part of the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. All right, Joe, a weird day yesterday in the Windy City for the Chicago Bears. It started with Justin Fields when he was asked why his play has been off, and he was saying he had too much information in his head and wasn't playing football to the truth way that he knows how just trusting his instincts he was asked why he said could be coaching he then after practice Joe met with the media by his locker in the locker room and wanted to clarify his comments with the context necessary saying that he takes all the blame a pass is dropped it's going to be on him he could have put it in a better spot he was just saying that the coaches are feeding him a lot of information it's on him to process and deliver and deliberate to the best of his ability not blaming the coaches but saying it's just a lot to be a part of still though he spoke naturally he spoke honestly I don't blame him for what he said but some are going to be irked by the idea at the quarterback spot he said those things but Lisi we shared our thoughts on Justin Fields it was also an interesting day because Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams announced his resignation from that DC spot citing family and health matters Joe there was some conversation on social media that was rumored and debunked about an FBI raid at Hallis Hall and how former Chicago Bears defensive standout and current FBI agent Charles Peanut Tillman contacted the Bears organization to tell them about this raid and personal matters involving Allen Williams. All of that was debunked by the Chicago Bears, clarifying there was no police or FBI activity at Hallis Hall. This was all organizationally and personally driven with Allen Williams and the Bears. The league office was not involved. All of that stuff. But Joe, yesterday was Ryan Poles' birthday. He was asked about this today. Not a very fun birthday for the general manager in Chicago. He said, quote, I don't have many details to add there. Hallis Hall being raided is completely false. Don't know where that came from. We've worked with Kevin, Kevin Warren, former Big Ten commissioner, current president of the Bears football operations, George McCaskey, part of the ownership group, and all our leadership to make sure we were handling it the right way and everything concluded yesterday. End quote. Joe, what do you make of the situation right now in Chicago? It just seems like a lot is boiling over at this moment. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing, right? They went from Matt Nagy to Matt Eberflus. I thought it was an interesting hire and the, the same result, right? Now, I don't know about the off-the-field issues. I saw the same reports that you saw at the right. end of the day. You don't want to speculate until you get an immediate confirm. The, the coaching staff and the team has come out and said that's not true. So we'll believe it. At the end of the day, they're still minus a defensive coordinator. Now, Matt Eberflus does have a defensive background, was a former 
dominant NFL coordinator on the on the defensive side of the ball, so you would assume that this team doesn't miss a beat going forward. But deeper, I don't understand, and, and this is more on the organization than it is maybe Eberflus, because we know defensive mind, the coaches, Ben, in the NFL have a very conservative mindset. Dennis Allen with New Orleans, he's got a star quarterback in Derek Carr, and they would like to grind out games 20-17 to 17 like we saw on Monday night. That's just the M.O. of defensive-minded coaches. They just don't like to light it up. So when you have a franchise quarterback, the face of your franchise as a whole that has athleticism, he can run it, he can throw it. Why did the Bears opt to go for a defensive coach and just all of a sudden in the draft go for all yep. defensive players and not address the real issue of putting talent around Justin Fields if they were serious about his development and they were serious about this team winning, why didn't they do that in the offseason? A great question, Jim. A really good question. And again, the Bears are on a 12-game losing skid. The Bears have given up 25 or more points in all 12 of those consecutive losses. The Bears are the worst scoring defense in the National Football League at this moment. The Bears were the worst scoring defense in the National Football League all of 2022. Allen Williams was not necessarily productive in his role, but Joe, it's also concerning for Chicago because Matt Eberflus is a defensive guy. And you already made the decision to go with Justin Fields. And yet you bring in Eberflus, and it hasn't worked yet. Sometimes situations just don't add up, right? Maybe it's the fault of somebody else. Maybe Justin Fields is not the best quarterback in the National Football League. Maybe Matt Eberflus is just better suited as a defensive coordinator. We'll never know. We will not know. We know in this situation right now in Chicago, though, Joe, as you look at the results, it's not working. A 3-14 and record last year, the worst in the NFL, 12 straight losses dating back to last year in 20. 2022. And Joe, where I think things stand now for the Bears is maybe a breakup, maybe a divorce needs to happen. And whatever these marriages are, moving on from Justin Fields, moving on from Matt Eberflus, it's still incredibly early here after week number two. But the way that things are trending right now for this Bears organization is disaster. And Joe, it's a little bit sad, right? Because they did have that worst record last year. They were slotted to pick first overall. They listened to people like you and I, Joe, that said trade away that pick, find a ton of draft capital back for it, build your roster elsewhere because you can trust in Justin Fields entering year number three to be the face of the franchise. Joe, a team that won three games last year, entered 2022 with a win total of seven and a half in a new NFC North era with Aaron Rodgers no longer in Green Bay and some optimism that, hey, maybe they weren't going to be a playoff team in 2023 but they were going to trend in the right direction and you were going to see a positive future for this Bears franchise. Joe, it's been two weeks and only two weeks, but after two weeks of the 2023 NFL season, it's gone the complete opposite way for Chicago. You have to change things up, too. That's that's what I say. Like, okay, things aren't working your way, and I'm talking about the coaching staff and Eberflus the first couple of weeks of the regular season. Okay, do you want to win? Do you want to try and challenge for a playoff spot? You have to change what you've been doing. You have to think outside the box. They know they're going to need to score points this weekend. They're going up against the best quarterback in the NFL and Pat Mahomes in Kansas City that they can play a low-scoring game and they can play a high-scoring game in the 40s. You need 
need to score points. You're going into their house. So they need to be multidimensional. They need to be more balanced. And they should let Justin Fields improvise here. Read and react. We always talk about fast and loose. If a quarterback has to think, then he's not processing. He's not reading and reacting the coverage. Just allow him to read and react, do his thing. And if you lose, you lose. But at least you know what you have in terms of the quarterback position. Nobody expected this team to go to the playoffs anyway, Ben. Yeah, I mean, they had a very long shot to make the playoffs. It's now plus 710. It's incredibly long for Chicago. Right now, Joe, there just has to be some sort of mending. They are 0-2. They are more than likely going to be 0-3, Joe, as they're a 12.5-point underdog on the road in Kansas City inside Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Joe, you said they're live on Sunday, meaning mm-hmm. the Bears are live to do what? To cover or to maybe pull off the up, outright upset? Listen, anything's possible, especially in the NFL today where we saw Arizona push New York to the limit last week, right? I thought New York should have dominated. They did in the second half, but Arizona was in that ballgame, and that club is completely just gutted right now. I mean, I don't think Josh Dobbs and that offense with James Conner or anything, but they were still able to put up 28 points on the New York Giants. In this ballgame with Justin Fields, again, I expect them to be well within the number. And what, what I mean by that is a potential one-score game in the fourth quarter, and then you know what? It's anybody's game in terms of that situation. I don't think there's a lot of people that are going to bet Chicago from that perspective, especially now. I'm willing to step up because I do believe in Justin Fields. I do believe that he could put some pressure on Kansas City. I'm not sold on Kansas City's defense, even with Jones back and obviously Kelsey coming back to the offensive side. So I think they could be exposed a little bit. You got to let them cook. I I said it time and time again. Uh, This is one of my better picks for the weekend. I'm taking the Bears. Plus 12 and a half, right? Not outright. I just want to confirm that here. Well, uh, there's always an outright bet in in my (laughs) case. If I take it plus the 12 and a half, I I might put it in a parlay at plus 410. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I I might sprinkle a little on the money line. That's fine. That's fine. I just want to make sure that when you say it's one of your best bets of the weekend, you're thinking more of the spread. What the points? Right, with the points. Okay, very good stuff. We will preview another double-digit spread of the game. That is Thursday night football. Tonight between the 49ers and Giants. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on Football Full Circle. All right, Joe, week number three of the National Football League regular season kicks off on a Thursday in Santa Clara. By the Bay, the 49ers, a perfect unbeaten 2-0 football team, host the New York Giants, who came back in historic fashion last week out in the desert, down 20 to nothing at the break. At the half, they come back, Joe, and they dominate in the second. 31-28, the largest comeback in Oregon organizational history for Big Blue 31-28 the final last week in Glendale, Arizona. Now Joe tonight, it's a double digit spread. It's 10 and a half points in favor of San Francisco. The total working on the way down, it's 43 and a half. Lisey guy, what do you break down in this football matchup between the Giants and the 49ers? Well, I'm going to shock you, but I feel strong about this one. I'm taking the points with Daniel Jones and the Giants, and I think they can win the ball game outright. And I said outright, plus the 410. I'm taking a stand. The way they played in the second half of that matchup, I think they're going to be able to move the football in the secondary of San Francisco. I know San Fran played Pittsburgh and got the victory. They also went toe-to-toe with Matt Stafford and got the victory by seven. You could call it 10, whatever you want, but Matt Stafford and that offense put up 304 total yards on that secondary. I believe that's the way to attack San Francisco tonight without Saquon Barkley. Upset City, baby. Give me the Giants plus the 10.5 and and plus 4.10. I'm calling the score. 24-20 Giants win. Listen, following the trends of last year, Joe Lisi, the New York Giants, the best underdog team against the number in the NFL, 11-3 ATS as a dog a season ago. Seven of those 11 covers an outright victory. Now, I see it differently. I don't think the New York Giants have a chance of winning this football game. Do they have a chance of covering as a 10.5 point underdog? I do believe so, Joe. I believe there will be a point in the fourth and final quarter where either San Francisco can ice the game and cover as a 10.5 point favorite, or the Giants will have the opportunity, maybe not a backdoor cover, but to keep the game within that margin of 10.5 points. But I think San Francisco wins this game and does so comfortably to start off 3-0. Joe, I am concerned about the lack of Saquon Barkley tonight for this New York Giants side. 92 total yards for Saquon. Week number two in the comeback effort against Arizona. Two total scores. In his place, Matt Breida will get most of the carries tonight if it's not Daniel Jones utilizing his own leg. In fact, Joe, Jones has a higher rushing yards prop at 39 and a half than that of Matt Breida, 31 and a hook. But I think Joe San Francisco is just the better side tonight. I would look at it from a couple of different areas. My favorite in terms of the side component of this matchup is the 49ers in the first quarter, laying two and a half. Joe, San Francisco, from their own perspective, beat the Steelers in the first quarter, week number one, 10-zip. And they went on the road to Los Angeles, beat the Rams in the first quarter, 7-3, covering as a two and a half point favorite in either instance. Joe, but it's more so about the New York Giants, who did not score in the entirety of their first game against the Dallas Cowboys. 
Cowboys and did not score in the entirety of the opening half against the Arizona Cardinals. It took them six quarters to finally see a score in the third against Arizona last week. So I like the Niners covering as a two and a half point favorite in the first quarter. But Joe, I think a lot of the focus tonight is going to be on Daniel Jones, a passing yards prop of 211 and a hook, a rushing yards pop prop of 39 and a half. And Joe, I think the Giants are going to be in that trailing spot for most of the night. I would take a look at the 32 and a half pass attempts, that prop for Daniel Jones as well. Yeah, I mean, I expect them pass happy. I expect them to come out passing. I really do. I don't think they're going to come out running with Matt Breida and the offensive line. I mean, that's just me. I think they could utilize Daniel Jones's athleticism and obviously his arm to challenge that defense over the top. Let's not forget, Breida did play with San Francisco a few years ago before moving yeah. on to Buffalo and then the New York Giants, right? At the end of the day, though, Ben, if the Giants are going to win, not just tonight, big picture against Dallas, against Philly, Philadelphia long-term. They need Daniel Jones to evolve and develop, and he showed that in the second half. Now, Kafka was very conservative, I thought, in the first half. It wasn't until they were down 20 to nothing that he decided to open it up, right? Hopefully, his mindset's a little bit different. You talk about defense, 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 and we know San Francisco does that, but that doesn't mean you can't attack them over the top. You can attack with the passing game to, to open up the running game later in that matchup, so that's the way I think they attack it. We see it differently, but you never know. That's why they play the games. Absolutely so, Joe. That's why they play the games, and I can't wait to watch it. Got a lot of prop bets, Lisey, that I enjoyed tonight. As you circled this game on paper, week number three on this Thursday, we thought it was going to be a matchup between two of the most explosive offensive players, regardless of position in the NFL, but at the running back spot. Christian McCaffrey on one side for San Francisco. Of course, Saquon Barkley on the other for New York. Again, Saquon Barkley suffering an ankle sprain late in the game against the Arizona Cardinals. They're calling it an ordinary ankle sprain, but should sideline him for up to three weeks. Certainly out tonight, Joe, against New York. Other injuries to pay note to. Brandon Ayuk listed as a game-time decision for the 49ers. He has an anytime TD prop, Joe, but does not have a receiving yards number out there. When you look at Christian McCaffrey, Joe, run CMC has been doing that to start. He's been running. 22 carries, a buck 52 and a score against the Pittsburgh Steelers week number one. 20 carries, 116 yards, another score against the L.A. Rams week number two. In fact, Joe, McCaffrey has scored in 11 straight football games for the San Francisco 49ers. It's why his anytime TD prop tonight, Joe, is minus 270. That's almost the equivalent of a college football anytime touchdown number, Joe. We see each and every Saturday. Yeah, and the Giants are going to have to contain him. James Conner had about 70 yards in the first half for Arizona last week. They need to have a better effort. Kayvon Thibodeau and that front seven need to come in there and, and be aggressive, right? Here's the thing, and, and most likely McCaffrey will score at minus 270, but the mindset still for the New York Giants is stack the box, and let's see if Purdy can beat us over the top. I know Purdy has played well. He threw two touchdowns game one. Game two, he didn't turn the football over, but no touchdowns no interceptions. It was with yeah. the rushing attack why they won that ball game. For the most part, I still believe the Giants will stack the box and force Purdy over the top. And you know what? I'll give a shot to Wink Martindale in a bounce back spot and that secondary to make plays. His passing total is 229.5. I think it's extremely high. I'm going under for Purdy in this matchup, Ben. 
Joe, I'd have to agree with you. The track record for Brock Purdy is not one where he throws for 275, 300 yards. He is asked to do what he needs to do, deliver the football to all the talented offensive pieces at his disposal and let Kyle Shanahan scheme the game for him to make life as easy as possible. Never easy as a National Football League quarterback. But Joe, 220 against the Steelers, just a little bit over 200 last week against the LA Rams. He has been under 229 and a half, Joe, in five of the seven regular season games that he has started for San Francisco. I think the number's a little bit high. I would focus on the ground. Christian McCaffrey, 79 and a half rushing yards. Joe, there is a thought that because McCaffrey has been such a vital part of this offense, if the 49ers get up tonight, maybe they turn to Elijah Mitchell. They don't want to put too much on the workload of Christian McCaffrey to start this season, trying to keep him healthy for the long term. Elijah Mitchell, his rushing yards prop, Joe, earlier this morning, 26 and a half on game day now 30 and a hook so he is expected to produce a little bit more than we have seen in the opening two games for San Francisco one area though Joe I do look in the passing game tonight for San Francisco the Cy Hawk connection between the former Cyclone and Brock Purdy and the former Hawkeye in George Kittle who has been pretty quiet Joe to start this year but in the final four regular season games last year all of which Brock Purdy started seven touchdown tosses between that Cy Hawk connection Joe from Purdy to Kittle. He has not scored yet. Plus 190 is that anytime TD price for George Kittle this evening. Yeah, I mean, George Kittle is the security blanket for any quarterback. So, again, at the end of the day, I think him and Waller are live as well in terms of their passing props yeah. and, more importantly, hitting pay dirt. So, we'll see how Brock Purdy and that offense attack it. But I agree, Kittle. And, and you know, I don't know about Samuel in the rushing attack, but Samuel mm. in this type of ball game might be able to eat in terms of over his receiving prop as well. Yeah, Joe, I would also keep an eye on if the number is out. Let's take a look here together. Have they posted the Jalen Hyatt receiving yards prop? They have not just yet. We know, Joe, Jalen Hyatt is a big play threat. We know he takes the top off a defense. He did it at Tennessee in Knoxville. He did it last week against Arizona. Only two grabs, Joe, but 89 yards. 89 yards. A big play threat with great downfield speed. If they post that number, you could look at either the receiver yards prop he's probably going to get it if he does in one grab or maybe a longest reception one more prop Joe that I think you can find maybe a little bit of an edge Christian McCaffrey so far this year has had at least a 50 yard run or more in the first two games for San Francisco his longest rush tonight is 17 and a half over under I would lean over maybe an explosive pop for McCaffrey before we don't see him overall in terms of the production of this football game yeah, great look. I mean, McCaffrey's the, the spark plug for that offense. As he goes, so does the success of Brock Purdy and the wins and losses for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, and so we'll take an eye on where things stand. Lisa Guy, you gave us your score prediction. The Giants win outright as a 10.5-point underdog. What an upset that would be to hand San Francisco its first loss of the year, 24-20. That would be just over the over-under by a hook, Joe. Do you think we're going over or more likely under tonight? Well, I think we're going under. I think, you know, it's it's right in the area of, like I said, 24, yeah. 20, 24, maybe, you know, 17 in that area. But I do feel the Giants pull this ballgame out, Ben.
Yeah, I think short week. New York State on the West Coast, of course, going from the Glendale, Arizona area to Santa Clara, California. They didn't go back home by any means, but it's still a short week for both teams involved. I'm starting to lean the under and agreeing with the movement as well. All right, week four of the college football season. That's on deck next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back on FFC. It is time to transition from the start of week number three of the NFL season to week number four of the college football campaign in 2023. And Lisi, there's a joke on college football today that you, myself, and Kevin Walsh all host together each and every Saturday on Sports Grid Radio all across the Sports Grid Network starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time that we love college football so much. Joe. I love it so much. You love it so much. So does Kev. But every week I try to build that excitement. And I say this is my favorite Saturday of the year. Well, week number four actually might be my favorite Saturday of the year. Maybe one of my favorite Saturdays, Joe, in the past five years. We have six ranked versus ranked matchups as a part of this Saturday slate. It is only the second time, mastermind of the college football pigskin, Joe Lisi, that we have seen at least six ranked versus ranked games on a single Saturday since November 2017. Lisi guy can hardly contain myself already. I can't wait. I tell you, I'm jumping at the bit. Don't bother me from noon until like 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm telling you right now because I have my spot where I'm going to be from the 12 o'clock games to 3.30, the 7 o'clock, and the late night action in Hawaii. I cannot wait for this weekend of college football. There's nothing better, Ben. And this, the, these games dictate everything. The gambling perspective, who wins conference races potentially, the market yeah. movement. Ole Miss right now on the move. I have a 29 to 1 for them to potentially win the West. Why not, baby? 
Well, that's one of the ranked games that we have, Joe, as a part of the 3.30 p.m. slate, but it starts at noon, and this is actually, Joe, not one of the ranked versus ranked games, despite like what we said at the start of the show, Clemson being 26th, if you want to consider it that, receiving the most votes outside of the top 25 in the AP poll this week. But, Joe, it could determine the outcome of the ACC, so let's start there and work in chronological order. It is Florida, it is Florida State and Clemson in Clemson, South Carolina on Saturday afternoon. A noon Eastern time uh, kick where at least before the year Clemson was a three-point favorite in the early look at this marquee matchup. Now Florida State a two and a half point favorite going to Death Valley, Joe, where Clemson over the past five years is 35-1 and one straight up at home. Yeah, they are 52 and 2, uh, actually 54 and 2 straight up since 2015. Now, this is a tough matchup for for Clemson because they have to go up against a hot quarterback in Jordan Travis and Florida State that rushing attack. They got pushed to the limit last week against Boston College. They held on. They were up 31 to 16 in the fourth quarter and somehow some way they were on life support in the final 2 minutes of that ball game with Constellanos. But if they can run the football, they're going to be in the this ball game. It's not that going to be that easy, though, because Clemson's only given up three yards per carry, right? Even they, the fact that they got abused by Riley Leonard and they're 29% on third down defense. At the end of the day, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I lean to the under in this ball game, Ben, but I will back Clemson and Dabo Sweeney. I think he's the better coach. I think this is a bounce-back spot for the Clemson Tigers. And playing at home with Florida State, they've lost five straight in the series. Give me the Tigers outright with the mild upset. Yeah, Joe, I'm not so convinced with Clemson right now because of the struggles offensively. I know they put up 42 last week in their game against FAU, who is not a bad group of five team, although losing Casey Thompson early in that game and for the remainder of this year will put the Owls behind the eight ball under Tom Herman. But when you look up and down, Joe, at the offensive stats, the production there for Clemson has not been great. It just hasn't either on the ground where they entered last week a top 10 rushing offense in the country or certainly through the air. And Joe, I think we can all agree on one thing. This Florida State defense can get it done. Yes, they were tested last week by Thomas Castellanos, who put up nearly 400 total, 400 total yards against this Florida State defense. That an aberration, though, has to be a blip, Joe, on the radar if they are going to go into Death Valley and get a win against the Clemson Tigers, who had that home winning streak, Joe, snapped last year in the regular season finale against South Carolina. But Clemson still does not lose often if ever in Clemson, South Carolina. Under Dabo Sweeney, Joe, who became the head coach, of course, full-time in 2009. That was his first full season. Clemson at home is 95-9 and straight up. They've only been a home underdog, Joe, seven times since 2009. So getting points is unusual for Clemson. I lean with Florida State because I do believe they are the better side despite being on the road here but a lot will be expected out of Jordan Travis. A lot will be expected out of every facet of this FSU team and Joe it's a game that will have ramifications on the ACC of course because Clemson already has a conference loss. The Tigers entered the year as a favorite. They are now plus 390 to win this conference the second best number. The Knowles Joe the favorites plus 105. 
Yeah, I definitely. And Jordan Travis needs to play better, right? Especially in a road yeah. environment. We saw some interceptions week one and bad uh, mistakes in terms of the passing game against a dominant defense in LSU. This is a tough environment. He's got, got eight touchdowns, one interception. His versatility in the RPO game is there. It comes down to a, a mismatch in styles contrast. Whichever team could dictate the tempo early, I think will yeah. win this ball game. Again, Clemson depends on the rushing attack to open up Cade Klubnik, Florida State. Again, Jordan Travis, be clean with the football and utilize, utilize those wide receivers. I think Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson yep. could be a factor. It depends. I am curious to see how Norvell attacks it. Are they aggressive early on, or do they try and run between the tackles with Benson because they're on the road? We'll see how this game plays out, but I'm still leaning to Clemson in this ball game, Ben. All right, Joe, as we now get into the fully ranked versus ranked matchups, let's go to the 3.30 p.m. Eastern time slate. You mentioned at the top 15 tilt in Tuscaloosa, 13th ranked Alabama outside of the top 10 now in the AP poll for the first time in nearly a decade, dating back to 2015, taking on an Ole Miss team that is top 15 in the country, Joe, a perfect unbeaten 3-0 and has looked the part and is feeling confident entering this game in Bryant-Denny, of course. Of course, the news earlier this week, they're going back to move forward. That would be Alabama making Jalen Milrow the starting quarterback once again. Joe, I agree with the move. I think by far he is the most talented quarterback. I don't think it's on Milrow. I think it's on Tommy Reese to organize and execute an offensive scheme and game plan that was much better than what we saw for Milrow and the Crimson Tide against Texas two weeks ago. Yeah, it's scary because I could see either team winning, right? Now, Alabama, from the series perspective, has won seven straight by 27.4 points per game. The games in Tuscaloosa haven't even been close. Two years ago, Matt Corral went in there as a 14.5-point dog. They lost 42-21. to The only problem was is that they were down 42 to nothing early in the second half. So that's the difference, right? They just don't step up in Tuscaloosa. They were in striking distance last year. They lost it 30-24. to Jackson Dart and that offense, Ben, playing lights out, averaging well over 500 yards per game. He's playing lights out in the RPO game as well. He averaged 9.1 yards per carry and two tutties. And Ole Miss struggled with Haynes King uh, mobility last week. So was that a factor with Jalen Milrow? How does Tommy Reese attack it? You got to roll him out. You got to get him outside the pressure. Utilize his athleticism. I don't understand this. Again, it's just like yeah. Justin fields in the NFL. You have a mobile guy. Utilize his versatility. I'm taking certainly so, Joe. I'll just say this. I'm I'm very hesitant because this game does scare me. On paper, I lean to Ole Miss. The dominance of Alabama does scare me at home, but I'm going to roll the dice and call for the upset because I think Lane has closed the gap. He has the better, more consistent offense heading into this ballgame, Ben. Alabama has not lost multiple home games in a single season since 2007, Nick Saban's first year at the helm. Alabama had not lost a regular season non-conference game since 2007 against UL Monroe. That was Nick Nick Saban's first year at the helm back in 2007 as well. Joe, I have a hard time believing that is going to happen, but I have a hard time believing in Tommy Reese right now and how he goes about this. Because, Joe, I thought Jalen Milrow put on display, albeit Middle Tennessee, but put on 
on display week number one what you would expect out of the way that he plays the quarterback position. Two uh, Seven carries, 48 yards, two touchdowns, a little bit less than 200 yards passing, but still three scores and incredibly efficient as the tide rolled over Middle Tennessee. I thought we would see something similar against Texas. In fact, we saw the opposite. We saw Tommy Reese being frustrated at Jalen Milrow and his inability to make plays, where I thought Jalen Milrow was put in bad designs to utilize the best of his talents. And I think, Joe, Tommy Reese wanted the guy that he was comfortable and familiar with in Tyler Buckner, who went out there and showed us who Tyler Buckner is at the Power 5 level. He's not very good. He's an average quarterback at best. Then they put out Ty Simpson. He wasn't very good either. Nick Saban said pretty clearly, Joe, Jalen Milrow gets to start this week in this big top 15 tilt against Ole Miss because he has been the best quarterback. Not because he was the day one starter. He has been the best on the field. And if you think that was still bad, well, it's your best option at this point. And you better find a way to make it happen right here, right now. Joe, I do believe when you think about the coaching staffs under Nick Saban in the past two decades, 17 years at Alabama, think about some of the offensive minds. One of of them is who Nick Saban will face on Saturday, Lane Kiffin. One of them is the guy that beat him earlier this year at home, their first non-conference regular season loss in 16 years. That was Steve Sarkeesian. Bill O'Brien's now an OC in New England. Think about some of the guys on the other side of the football. Kirby Smart, a head coach now with Georgia. Will Muschamp has been on those staffs. You could go through this list, Joe, and think about some of the best offensive and defensive minds in college football. I don't know if that's the case right now for Alabama. Kevin Steele was the defensive coordinator. Lane Kiffin doesn't believe he's the guy making the play calls anymore. Tommy Reese was the hot up-and-coming young offensive mastermind. Boy, it hasn't looked like it here in Tuscaloosa and the team he departed, Notre Dame, looks like one of the best offensive teams in the country. One of six programs, Joe, to rank top 15 nationally in scoring offense and scoring defense. Alabama has to figure it out this week against the running reps. They do, and you know, we talk about the level of expectation in Alabama. You know, Tommy Reese never felt that with Brian Kelly in Notre Dame, right? It's just to get to the college football playoff. At Alabama, you're supposed to win college football playoff games, win a national championship. That's why this experiment most likely will not pan out. So we'll see if they can right the ship. I agree with you. Reese needs to open it up. He needs to call a game plan to Milrow's strengths. He can't be complacent because this offense will kill you. And if you don't think Lane Kiffin, if he gets up and smells blood in the water, is going to try and Mm. step on Alabama in terms of this matchup, he will. He's looking to obviously be the the next assistant to knock off Nick Saban. Kirby Smart did it. Sarkeesian uh, did it. Kiffin wants to do it. Jimbo now, uh, you know, we talk about Jimbo too in terms of his uh, dominance as well. So think about that. Yeah, absolutely so. Three assistants have knocked off Nick Saban. Ole Miss ranks in the top 15 in terms of total offense, more than 526 yards per game for an Ole Miss team, Joe, that is fourth best in scoring offense, over 52 points per game. That Alabama defense also has their work cut out for them. Joe, we'll wrap it up with a couple of Pac-12 games on the other side here on Football Full Circle. But there's a lot of Pac-12 teams ranked eight, in fact, in the top 25 
five, and there's three ranked versus ranked Pac-12 games this weekend. Oregon in Colorado probably gets the headlines, but Joe, some movement in the Utah and UCLA spread. Cam Rising is back at practice. We'll break it down up next on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Back for just a few more minutes live right here on Football Full Circle. Week four of the college football season is incredible. Again, six ranked versus ranked matchups on a single Saturday. Just the second time that has happened since November of 2017. Three of those six, Joe, take place in the Pac-12. Number 19, Colorado on the road in Eugene against Oregon. Number 12, Utah host number 22. Number 11, Utah, excuse me, host number 22. UCLA in Rice-Eccles and the Pac-2 Bowl as it is being known. 14th ranked Oregon State on the road in the Palouse on Saturday night against 21st ranked Washington State. Joe, which game of the three in the Pac-12 that is ranked versus ranked has your attention the most? Well, I like Utah. Not just because Cam Rising is going back, because Dante Moore is a freshman. He goes on the road to face a legitimate defense and a secondary that's only given up one passing touchdown all year, holding opposing offenses to 52% completion percentage and has forced four interceptions. I think that's the difference. Utah can run it. Not only that, but they have a 17-game home winning streak. I think that'll follow through. I think Utah asserts their will and wins this ball game convincingly. I think anywhere from 10 to 13 points, I think they dominate UCLA at home Saturday afternoon. 
They have a 16-game win streak in Salt Lake in Rice-Eccles Stadium. The line is working in their favor as Cam Rising was a full participant at practice this week. Four and a half just a few hours ago. Now five and a hook in favor of the Utes. I think if Cam Rising is confirmed back, Joe, for his first game in 2023, that line is closer to a touchdown. 21 points now, Joe, in favor of Oregon against Colorado. Do you agree with the movement? Well, again, offensive line's a concern for Colorado. I can only look to Oregon, but you might take it from an in-game perspective, Ben. I look at Oregon putting up points is how I look at this, and I look at Bo Nix running when he needs to to go over a rushing yards prop that is not out just yet. We'll have plenty more previews around college football on tomorrow's show. A football Friday on Football Circle. Football Full Circle. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.